Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And y'all, I need your your prayers. Uh, Real, real bad, I need your prayers because my oldest daughter, Finley, turned 13 on Wednesday. Uh, We've got our first teenager in the house, and so you parents out there that just absolutely uh, nailed it and you did everything perfect, I expect to hear from you this week on on how to handle all this, and and uh, don't come at me with with Jed. Just pray about it because uh, I think God is is probably pretty wore out on listening to me pray about my kids and and for my kids, and uh, most especially under these circumstances. But I got to be honest, I've I've dreaded this day uh, since the day that she was born. Um, 13 years ago. I dread it with her sister, Hadley. But uh, anyways, I I tell you that today, I I bring Finley's birthday up, um, not just because it was her birthday, but because her age and this milestone uh, leads me into where I'd like to go today for your 44. Uh, You see, there, there are other milestones. There are other dates or ages that uh, that are looming, that sit on the horizon, uh, that as a dad, I'm I'm a little fearful of. Like, this is one of them, uh, turning 13, these teenage years combined with uh, with middle school. Uh, but it only gets worse, right? Uh, like, I've, I've been thinking here lately, uh, about in three years, when she pulls out of the driveway for the first time by herself, um, where my mind is going to be, or when she or when any of my kids turn 18 or they go to college or they get married, like there's just so much as a parent that I can, I can totally get suckered into the doldrums if I think too hard about all those things. And and not just because I want her and all three of my kids to stay young and stay where they're at right now. Cause it's so much fun, but uh, because with, with age, comes more responsibilities, more choices, more tough decisions for them to make. And and I thank God often for the relationship that I have with them and um and also the responsibility that that God has given me that I take on every day in, in being a dad. Uh but you know the the reality of life is that two of my three kids are closer to making their own decisions and their own choices than me making those decisions for them. And then on top of that, it's the reality that I'm not always going to be there. I'm not always going to be around uh, all the time and, and not going to be around forever. I, I think it's it's only natural to say that, you know, as I think on that, or you think on that in, in whatever your situation is, that that's scary. Okay, we can be fearful of that. And so I started to really think this week on on what am I teaching them? What is the example that I'm giving? In the midst of all the chaos that is life that we talk about so often, what am I teaching them to anchor their lives to? 
And so before we get into this, I, I've got to be honest, I, I got to around Tuesday this week and and I had nothing for you guys, like no ideas, uh, no anything, and even told my wife, Megan, that like, I, I got nothing this week and no ideas. And then on Finley's birthday, Wednesday, um, uh, I'm, I, I got nothing and I don't know what to do. And I'm preparing some things on on Paul to incorporate into an upcoming lesson. And, and I roll across some old notes that I wrote in my Bible from Acts 27. And, and the title of this lesson I took notes on uh, many years ago was called Four Anchors That Hold. It's the story of, of Paul being shipwrecked. And, and you'll never guess who in my notes I wrote down that preached this lesson. It was my dad. Um, so, you know, before I get emotional here, like, this is what I want to share with you today. Because I needed this reminder, albeit from Scripture, I, I needed it from my dad, who preached it many years ago. And I, I didn't just need it for myself, but as a dad, from my dad, like, what am I teaching my children? to anchor their lives to? Is it the world? Is it earthly things? Is it treasures here on earth? Man, I, I might be. I might be nudging them that direction. But the problem with these, as most of you know, as these things being anchors of our lives and, and us being tied into those, they never hold up. And in turn, I think what we see from this story in Acts chapter 27 is that there are only four anchors that do hold. And so let's start with this story uh, that I want to share with you just briefly from Acts 27. Paul is setting sail with 276 men who he had kind of warned before they got on the ship, like, man, guys, this is not a good idea. We We shouldn't set sail yet. And yet... They aren't persuaded by him to not set sail, and so they go. And the weather takes a turn for the worse. We read that there was a violent wind, um, like hurricane force winds, and, and the ship is caught up into the wind. And, and these men got nothing to do except throw their hands up in the air and give way. Sounds a lot like our life sometimes, right? Like it, it's so bad, it comes on so sudden, and, and we just throw our hands up in the air. So we read from the story that they couldn't barely get things under control. So they start to throw cargo and tackle overboard to, to lighten the load and, and raise the boat in the water. And I want you to listen here to verse 20 as we read here, since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small storm was assailing us. From then on, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. You ever been there before? I mean, not, not necessarily on a ship, right? But, but life, like sometimes I, I can feel hopeless and it's out of control and yet here's Paul in the next verse, and, and you tell me if this sounds like a, a dad talking to his children. Immediately after that, verse 21, when they had gone a long time without food in the, in the midst of all this storm, uh, Paul stands up in their midst and said, men, you should have followed my advice and not set sail. 
I mean, guys, I I told you this was going to happen. I told you that this was a bad idea. But that's not all. Paul goes on to then say that an angel of the Lord came to him, and in turn, he shares some of the things that this angel told him with the people on the ship, which I'll talk about here in a second. But what we see is that after 14 days, two weeks worth of this chaos that is this storm on the ship, they start to think they're approaching some land and, and fearing they might run aground somewhere in the rocks. We read in verse 29 that they cast out four anchors from the stern and that they wished and they hoped for daybreak. Now, there's some added details here to this crazy story. That's the uh, that's the summed up version. In fact, I would encourage you to read this chapter in the story for yourself. But it turns out that these four anchors that they threw out into the water don't hold. And in verse 40, they cut the ropes of these anchors and the ship ends up running aground at a reef. But in in the middle of all of this, which seems so much like life, hopeless, impossible, it's never ending and and always some kind of situation, Paul says some things in the context of this story that like, man, these are things I need to anchor my life to. These are the things that I need to be teaching my kids to anchor their lives to. These are the kind of things that'll help me weather the storm, that'll help me get through. So let's look at these four anchors that do hold. And so the first of these four anchors that holds for your 44 today is God. Paul says to the men that this angel of God to whom he belongs to and whom he serves stood before him and said, don't be afraid. Man, you guys that are parents, you know from experience how brutal life is sometimes. And, and yet, from the very beginning, there's God saying, I got you. Just relax. You'll be okay. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. I, I got you, man. I, I not only need to anchor my life to God, who has proven over and over in Scripture and also in my life, that he's the one I need to see me through the storms. But did you hear and did you pick up on what Paul said in there? The God to whom he belongs to, the God whom he serves. You see, I, I need to teach my children to belong and to anchor themselves to that same God. And serve that same God, the only true and living God, because that is the one anchor that did, that does, and will always hold. Number two, your second anchor is, is faith. Paul then says to the men in verse 25, therefore, uh, like, like because God has got us, because that anchor is one that holds, therefore, keep up your courage, keep your faith, for I believe that God, or I believe God, that, that it will run out exactly as I've been told. You see, this is not one of those situations that we read about where immediately an angel of God comes and, and boom, the storm is done and it's over and it ceases. It, it would be nice if the storms of my life worked out that way. It would be nice if the storms that are due to come in my children's life worked out that way. But we know that it doesn't. So what do I need for myself? What do I need to teach my kids? Man, 
Keep up your courage. Keep your faith. God will do exactly what he says he will do. You keep the faith. That's an anchor that did, that does, and will always hold. Easier said than done sometimes. Even harder to teach my kids. But as a dad, my kids need to see that no matter what storms show up in my life, that the anchor that is my faith is steadfast, is immovable, and it's always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what my faith looks like. Am I teaching my kids that? The third anchor is the church. You know, what's interesting about this story is that it appears as though, as you read it, some of the sailors try to escape from the ship um, you know, to, to save themselves. It, it's a pretty deceptive move we can kind of gather in, in doing that. But Paul speaks up in verse 31 and says, unless these men remain in the ship, you yourselves cannot be saved. You see, I, I believe that, that Paul knew the power in numbers. And he said, man, you guys need to stay aboard to save yourselves and to also save the rest of everybody else. Like every able body is needed on the ship to save all of us. And so, man, I, I think that this needs to be heard more than anything. Like people need this anchor in their lives, the church. You see, I don't, I don't know why it is, but You've likely seen it in your own life when through the storms and, and shipwreck and chaos, people jump overboard. They abandon the ship that is the church. And my kids need to see that the church that Christ built and the church that he died for is not something to be abandoned. It's an anchor that holds. Uh, Jesus himself said that, that nothing can overpower it. Is the church that he built, and he died for an anchor in my life. Am I teaching my kids that, that I jump overboard in the midst of, of a storm? Um, or am I teaching them that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, no matter the circumstances, I'm, I'm staying on this ship. This is an anchor that holds the church. And then finally, the word of God. We read in this story that 276 men on this ship went two weeks, 14 days without food. Paul says in verses 33 through 36 that they had been constantly watching and going without eating in the midst of this storm. And so he encourages them to take some food. He says, for this is your preservation. Verse 36, after Paul leads by example, he starts to eat. They then, in turn, are encouraged, and they then, in turn, also take food. Back to how we start every episode. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, the fi final anchor that has always will always hold are the words that are inside this great book that is our Bibles. Do I go 14 days in the middle of a storm in my life without eating from this book? Do I go 14 days in general when, when things are good and things are fine without eating from it? 
even worse, am I teaching my kids that they can make it through this life without this anchor? No, we shouldn't be. We need to eat. We need to eat often. And just as Paul did, we need to be the example of eating from God's word. And in turn, they will also eat from it. They will also take food from it. Just in case you're wondering, verse 44, so it happened that they were all brought safely to land. That's the end result. They were all saved from this situation. But you see, I think at 37 years old, when I look back on the storms in my life where where I wasn't uh, necessarily brought to land safely, I can point to one of these four anchors and, and truly say, yeah, that was missing. That That anchor wasn't there. In the middle of that storm, I wasn't eating, or I didn't keep the faith, or I jumped overboard and I left the church. I, I left the one who can do anything and help me safely through. God, faith, the church that Jesus built and died for, and the Word of God. These are the things I need to anchor my life to. These are the things that I need to be teaching my kids to anchor their lives to. Y'all, I I hope that you'll pray for me as I pray for you that that we're all raising up a generation of kids that are anchored to these four things. I, I hope that we're doing just that. And I also hope that you have a great rest of the week. I love you. Pray that you'll keep on eating from God's inspired word. Have a great week.